Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and today we are going to get a little weird, if not strange. We're talking Dr. Strange, and I've got Micah and Scott. Scott, it's been a bit since you've been on, so thanks for coming back, buddy. Strange is my middle name. Well, I probably would have known that. No, it's not. It's Andrew. Never mind. I thought he was going to say it's strange that he hasn't been back on the podcast in a while. It's strange that I haven't gotten an email to join the podcast in like five years. The podcast hasn't been the around podcast five years. The podcast is like two and a half. And he's like, it's been five years. It's been 27 years. Oh, my gosh. So I was uh, talking about Dr. Strange 3000. <laughs> so Dr. Strange uh, came out in 2016. And so I want to put our... our time machine mindset back let's let's go to our first viewing and think about that for a moment scott and micah what did you guys go into that theater thinking like when when dr strange was first announced when they're saying hey we're gonna bring this new character because we hadn't had magic really in the mcu yet it was still pretty young what did you think walking into dr strange when I was walking into Doctor Strange, like I knew a lot about Doctor Strange, knowing about magic and even knowing more about kind of like more of the horror element. So I was being a big horror movie fan. I, I was all for it. So walking into that movie, in some ways, I was disappointed because it didn't seem very horror-y as I wanted, which, you know, I got that in Multiverse of Madness, which yeah, which is, I was I was satisfied with that. But. Also, it blew me away because just the visual effects in that movie and just what they were able to do to especially kind of in 2016 reality in 2016. Yeah, Ben reality. It was really I thought it was really good at what they were able to pull off and what they were able to do. So it was one of those movies where it's like some expectations I had were kind of missed. But then there was other things that just blew my expectations out of the water. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, you know, we, we mentioned it and, you know, in other shows that we've done Jordan, but like the idea that, you know, I watched some of the early phase one MCU projects, but really wasn't hooked up until the end of phase two going into phase three. So I had to go back and, and watch some of these and I didn't, well, to be honest, none of us really knew how much the MCU was going to catch fire and how much the MC was going to grow and, and what all they were going to include as far as characters. And they're, they're still doing that to this day. And to be honest with you, I didn't know much about Dr. Strange or his character or his origin. Um, and Jordan, I was going to ask you or, or Scott, whoever went to, whoever wanted to chime in. Um, I was talking uh, with somebody about another comic and another story and another character today at work, but it was like, did they, did they do a good job of portraying Dr. Strange and his comic book origin in this film? Do you guys know that or not? Because I, I want to continue my my assessment, but Jordan, do you do you know if they did a good job of like telling his story from a comic book perspective? I think if I'm not mistaken, they kind of took a few liberties, but um, kind of like when you think of Iron Man, Iron Man came out in the '60s when we were in the Vietnam War, and mm -hmm. then like we're like 2008 when he came out, we were in Iraq War, so they changed some of the the setup but okay. it kind of still told the same story. And if I'm not mistaken, it was pretty spot on, but Scott, you may be able to speak into that a little bit better than I can. Yeah. I mean, I would say I would, I would agree with you, Jordan. There were some liberties that they did take, but there was pretty much um, pretty good. Plus, I mean, 
a lot of the Doctor Strange comics that I've read were mostly he was kind of more of a supplement character than necessarily the main character. Like I haven't really dived into a lot of him being just like the singular character. So I'm so that's a little bit sketchy for me. But as far as what I'm able to tell based off, you know, my limited knowledge of the character, like pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. But there definitely was a lot of liberties that were taken. So my, you know, knowing what I know about Doctor Strange now, and, you know, we've talked about how stellar of a movie Multiverse of Madness is. Going back to 2016, me, and seeing Doctor Strange for the first time, the I thought they did an outstanding job of the origin story within the movie. If you take the comic book story out of the, out of the equation, like, I love that they told the story of him being a surgeon, he was in love with this girl, and then, like, he was, he was a jerk, and, you know, he... Um, you know, he was this world-renowned surgeon, and guess what surgeons need? They need their hands. And so, like, they told this outstanding story, I thought, of him being a prick, and he gets in a car accident, and, you know, he has to have surgery, and he wakes up out of this coma, and he's like, crap, what do I do now? Because I, this is this is my, you know, this is my moneymaker. And as a musician, I understand that if I break my hand, I can't play guitar, or I can't play piano, or drums, or whatever. And, Scott, you could appreciate that, too. It's like, I thought, you know, Aside from, you know, there's so many different origin stories in the MCU. Like, I kind of compare it to to Logan, like that origin story of really telling the story and doing a good job and going in depth of who that character is and what they represent. And I thought for a first outing, the first Doctor Strange movie did an outstanding job. Not to mention, like Scott said, the 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 special effects in this film were just mind blowing. Jordan, what do yeah. you? I remember walking in, this was 2016, so Katie and I had just been married. Um, this would have been fall, so I think it was a November release, if I'm not mistaken. And so I had actually just seen Stan Lee like a month and a half before at a Comic-Con. Um, it was, I took a student uh, with us to go see this movie. Like, it was just like this perfect storm. We went and all saw it with our youth group and um, a couple of students, and it just, it was really good. I very much enjoyed it. Um I loved some of the the visuals. It was kind of like a kaleidoscope at certain points um, where where you see like he's kind of going through the multiverse and he touches the butterfly and then like all the different dimensions. Like I, I loved that. Um, I absolutely loved the soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. The way that it just felt magical um, in a way that hadn't really been done in anything that I'd seen to that point. Um, I'm not a big horror film. I'm not a big uh, fan of that kind of genre. And so I, I did expect this uh, to be a little bit more of a scary film, kind of like what Scott was saying, like that that horror-style film. I expected some monsters. I expected that, and I didn't get it, which I was okay with. Um, but it, I, I really, really enjoy this film. Which is funny because Michael Caccino, who I've mentioned this before on our show, who did the Batman? Who's done the Spider-Man? A ton uh, of stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he did Doctor Strange, and he did Doctor yeah. Sh- and the Multiverse of Madness. But like, so that makes sense because if you listen to like the Batman film score, it's very eerie, very haunting, very yes. horror-like esque. Um, I'm sorry, Danny Elfman did Multiverse of Madness, not not Michael Gacchino. Dark Michael Gacchino did the first Doctor Strange. Why are you shaking your head, Scott? How do you mess that up, man? <laughs> You're a music man. <laughs> I corrected myself. <laughs> True, you did. Yeah, could you so. imagine if I would have called you out on that? Man, that would have made all our viewers take a spit take. Um, 
Um, so, so with, with this character, did you like that he was not really involved with others? Like they didn't come in and try and, uh, shoehorn him in with like Spider-Man when Spider-Man homecoming came out, you had a very influence of Iron Man being there. There was a, a heavy influence. Well, let me ask you, let me answer your question with a question, Jordan. Is, is he the only one really like that had done that? Like is his is his origin story movie whatever the first movie like the the only one of its kind where they he didn't really have a buddy in place uh, maybe, maybe the Incredible Hulk Black Panther well, uh, Black Panther is a good one Iron Man Captain well, America well no because you have like, Bucky not Bucky you get you have um you have Rhodey with 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 Iron Man but but Rhodey wasn't in uh. First, you have a completely different switch with Terrence Howard to to uh, right, but Don Cheadle. The but it's still the same character, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that, but what I'm saying, they also didn't suit up. Okay. So, like, that's where I'm saying, like, the you you've got different actors, but then you've also got like, so th- there's not a real big deep connection from everything after two and the first one. So I can't think of enough. Like, there's not very many. Okay, there's not very many. Um, yeah. Examples of that where it's like literally. Doctor Strange is it until you yeah because yeah because the only time you could probably maybe even make any connection would be with Mordo or uh, Chang or even the Ancient One but you know they were still kind of very sub characters wasn't like he was teaming up with them he Strange was he was learning his own thing he was learning the mass, you know the mystic arts and stuff very so. very 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 similar to the first Iron Man where it's pretty much Tony Stark doing everything by himself and didn't really have like you know you had Pepper in there a little bit you had Rhodey in there a little bit but. Really, it was just kind of his narrative, his story. Jordan, you know, you know what it kind of reminded me of, and I just thought of this was Batman Begins, when he goes to the temple with Ra's al Ghul, and he's he's mm, learning the the yeah. art of being the Dark Knight, and it kind of has that feel to it. What did you think of the whole villains being like acolytes and and a whole army of of minions basically coming in and and being there with like one head minion and then they're really serving dormammu what what did you think of that and and how dormammu was presented scott let's start with you bud i uh, well i think go, go ahead no I'm, no I'm, 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 i was i was gonna say my words <laughs> well you're gathering your thoughts uh, jordan like to your point we just we just mentioned like dr strange being like the um one of the few characters that was in on his own, as far as a character is concerned, I think that they just took a very different approach with this movie. And it was, it was very rewarding, like everything from the special effects to, you know, Dr. Strange being on his own, even to the way that they incorporated the villains and doing it in a different light. It wasn't like, Oh, you know, that Obadiah Stane is going to be the villain in Iron Man, right? You, you knew that Thanos is going to be the villain in infinity war. Right. So like they, they went on a completely different, you know, it, they, they went in a completely different direction with this film. And I thought that it was great because of the uniqueness of the character that was Dr. Strange in the story that they were trying to tell, especially with uh, like teaching him and, and developing his powers and stuff. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say that cause I know a lot of times people kind of make the comparison of Dr. Strange and how shot for shot, just the flow and the pacing of the film, very similar to the first Iron Man, but it's different because you don't really, you kind of see the bad guys and even though there wasn't a main like clear antagonist that you could say, Oh, this is the antagonist throughout the whole film. Really the antagonist 
protagonist is kind of strange himself. You know, he's kind of that anti-hero in some ways where he's not as likable as Tony Stark, even though Tony Stark's narcissistic. He's there's something about him that's likable where Doctor Strange, there's nothing likable about Doctor Strange, even though he has this kind of his moments. He's generally kind of a a prick. And as an audience, you're kind of like, okay, well, I'm liking him, but I don't really like him as much as I like anything else. So I think there's a difference. And then even just every comic book trope that they've seen has always followed a basic pattern. You have your hero, you kind of have the situation, you have your main villain, and then that's kind of, and it's the whole thing of stopping the main villain from completing their scheme. And with this one, you didn't have that. But it was okay because it was a breath of fresh air. And it also worked as far as from start to finish, it worked. It was entertaining. It it, it moved you in some points. And it was something where you could kind of get something out of it. I like what you said, Scott, at the beginning. You, you said that there really wasn't one specific villain, but that he kind of was his own villain. Um, and I think that kind of is going to be a Doctor Strange thing because um, – when you go in and watch Multiverse of Madness, yet again, he kind of is his own villain. Um, when you go in and see, like, Infinity War and Endgame and all that, yes, they're facing, like, Thanos. That's that's a clear and obvious thing. I think what's even more crazy is that, like, he has to be the one to say, I'm going to let the world skip over for five years. I'm going to let the whole universe witness this very very traumatic event for five years before we come back and he like he kind of is his own worst enemy and if you if you did like a deep character study over him i absolutely agree with you i think that it doesn't matter who his villain is he will always be his worst enemy well yeah and i mean you know even at the end where he makes the choice to do that loop thing and 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 how mordo was not happy with that and because of that um, you know, he kind of becomes a villain in Mordo's eyes. Um, same thing with the what if, like the what if things, like you know, Doctor Strange is kind of his own worst enemy. So that's always been a big kind of a big thing within. And even I think even when you read the comics in Civil War, you know, anytime when Strange is introduced, he's kind of very indifferent. You don't know like kind of what he's doing. He's kind of almost in his own little universe. Little cryptic. Very cryptic, and I think that's also the bank thing too. Because even like when you think about Infinity War and Endgame, like he's the one, he's the one who's saying, "Oh, I've I've went through and looked at all these different possibilities, and there's only one where we win." It's like, well, there's no one to check his work, so it's almost like you're at at his mercy. But even at that point, he's just like, "Eh, it is what it is." Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, (laughs) so yeah. I think that for strange, you have to be very intentional with your storytelling because like you said, I've never, I've never read a book where he was like the full main focus. I think I have his first book. Like they have like on Amazon um, through their comicology stuff, like the compendiums where it's like, Hey, here's the master, the Marvel masterworks collection compendium stuff. Um, And I think I have like the first set so that I could like eventually get there. Um, but I've been on this amazing Spider-Man kick that I just, I can't kick. Um, and so we're just going through all that. Um, 
trying to figure out, you know, what, what works, what's not. But I think that for every time I've seen him, he's always one of the many characters or he's the side character that helps the main story keep just going forward. Um, I think of like Marvel's 1602 where like he kind of starts in there, but he's not really the main character. Um, have you read 1602 by chance, Scott? No, I have not. It's a, uh, it's a what if, and it's uh we'll side tangent really quick. The, the premise of this book, which is one of my favorites, um, Steve Rogers outlives everybody. And so they figure out how to time travel him. Yeah. They time travel him back into uh, this, the late 1500s and he ends up saving Roanoke. And then this whole chain of events happens over like 10, 15 years. And so there's like red skies, there's all these different things happening and all the, the characters that we know and love are thrown into that time frame. So like, Doctor Strange is the Queen Elizabeth's uh, medicine man. The the military is the Queen's shield, and it's Nick Fury and, and Peter Paca. Um, You've got uh, the X-Men, which are witch-bred, because they believe that witches and humans had children, and they're the, the witch-bred, which are the X-Men. All these different characters, they all get thrown in. But, like, back to the point, Doctor Strange has never really been a main character, so when you're writing these movies, you have to be very intentional with how you bring him in. So, uh, what did you guys think of the cast? So, you've got Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, Doctor Strange, Benedict Wong as Wong, you had uh, Rachel McAdams. Uh, Rachel McAdams playing the love interest, you have, uh, I forget what her name is, playing the Ancient One. Tilda I know Swinton. her from, do what? Tilda Swinton. Yep. I know her as the the white queen from from Chronicles of Narnia. That's how I knew her. <laughs> um then you've got Mordo, you've got what was the there was a like an Oscar or Emmy winner who was one of the doctors and I forget what his name Michael was. Michael Stolberg. Yeah. Nicodemus so, West, Dr. Nicodemus West. Mm-hmm. So what did, what did you guys think of all these guys? What did you think of the cast? Was there anyone that you feel like didn't hit the mark? Do you feel like they were all really good? What what were your thoughts? Uh, I think it, it's hard when you when you go into a movie because sometimes when you hear buzz about a movie, sometimes you may even hear buzz about the negative stuff about the movie. And like one of the big things I remember about Doctor Strange was the whole whitewashing controversy. It's like, why is the ancient one played by Tilda Swindon? <laughs> Instead of like an Asian actor, yeah, but, but they did a pretty good job of addressing that of like how originally she was from Ireland, so it's like okay. Um, but as far as just the entire cast, I thought everybody, I mean, everyone did their parts great. I thought that I really didn't have any issue with anybody, there wasn't any character where I was just like, eh, like maybe I don't, we don't need this person. Like everyone did pretty, did pretty good. I forgot about the, the controversy with, with the ancient one, because in comics, the ancient one is, is Asian, right? Is he Chinese Mandarin, something of that? Like, yeah. Taiwanese, something like that. He's, he's Mm -hmm. in Asia. And I I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. That See, that's why you have to have me in your show every five years. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see you again in five back. years. <laughs> see you. We'll see you again in five years. 
No, um, that, that's that's a great great fact right there, Michael. What were your thoughts about the the casting? Yeah, I think that they nailed it as far as this movie. And like, it, I feel like my answers are pretty vague tonight. But like, I think that you know the I felt like they wanted to be so different with this movie, and it paid off in the respect that like it was different how they filmed it. They had special effects that were different. The story was different. The characters were different. Um, especially like trying to fit that into the MCU. And um, I feel like Rachel McAdams is like a really great actress and she's very pretty, but she's not like super like, like she's not like a supermodel love interest. Like you see in some uh, superhero films, if that makes sense. And so like, she's almost like she's, she's like in between like, like the girl next door and like the supermodel, if that makes sense. And so like, I feel like subtle beauty. Yes. And so you don't get much of her in this movie, but like in multiverse of madness, you start to see more of her character. Um, And it's okay because it was like, it was a, you know, a pilot or a first round, if you will, for Dr. Strange. And so like, it's okay. And I think they, they build off of it going into multiverse of madness. Um, Really enjoyed Mordo. Wongers is just outstanding um, in anything he does. Um, and he's just proven that time and time again in every every show that he's been in in the MCU or movie. Um, and even this one for... It, this was his debut, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. So he, he knocked it out of the park. I love the ancient one. I don't care if she's Irish or Asian or American or... Uh, she, I think... I love her character. I really do. Um, and uh, even the, the, the bad guy, Cal, how you say it? Cal, Cassilius, I'm struggling, guys. How do you say yeah, Cassilius? Let's just say with Cassilius. That's okay. that sounds good to me. Cassilius, yeah. Um, yeah, Cilius. Cilius. There you go. Um, I thought that he did outstanding, and you know, I love how they they went back and forth with his story, kind of like to re, from reality, like in real time, to you know, you know, like when he was going back into the emergency room, trying to you know, thinking of surgery and and his life as a doctor versus life as Dr. Strange. And I liked how they integrated the two stories together. And then, you know, ultimately him becoming Dr. Strange. Well, if you think about it like this, and you made a great point there, and I'm going to play off that really quick. If you look at anything that was really pre MCU, they often failed to do the whole double life secret identities. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that's one of the, the faults I will give even to, uh, the the Dark Knight trilogy is I don't think they played well enough off of the Bruce Wayne aspect. Um, they did a fantastic Batman. But for Bruce Wayne, I, I think that there were still marks that could have been hit. And that's why I always say that, you know, Spider-Man, the reason I like Tom Holland the most is because you've got Tobey Maguire who did a fantastic Peter. He did not do my favorite Spider-Man. I don't think he he nailed Spider-Man. I think he killed it as Peter. Then you get to um, Andrew Garfield. I think Andrew Garfield was an okay Peter. He wasn't bad, but he wa- he wasn't great and uh, memorable as Peter, but he did a phenomenal Spider-Man where I think they've written and and Tom Holland is acting very well for both parts. And I feel like the MCU is handling the, the dual identities, the dual lives um, very, very well. And where you're like, oh, hey, like he shows up and he's he's got the the doctor stuff and like there's a whole surgery scene, yeah, like that's phenomenal. I absolutely love it. 
Yeah, I I don't have much negative to say about this. Like, I mean, it's just it was very unique. It was just like a it's the first of its kind. Like, I think it, it opened the door, you know, and set the set the stage for other films like Shang Chi, for example, being so yes. different and being so you know not cookie cutter superhero movies. If that if if that makes sense at all. Yeah. Scott, what did Scott. you think of the cast? I already answered that question. <laughs> I was the first one to answer that. Were you not paying attention? Okay, let, let's go one step further. Who was your favorite in the cast? And then I'll answer. Sorry, I thought, uh, I, thought I thought it was five five weeks from now. Sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, my favorite character, I would have to say um, my favorite character would it probably have to be uh, Rachel McAdams or Dr. Christine Palmer. I just liked how she played that character. And I mean, she had a very, I think she had a very difficult job of trying to be the support. Yeah. Character because she knew Dr. what Strange. such a jerk he was. And yeah. So it's like, I'm going to support you, but I also know I love you, but you're kind of a, you're kind of a jerk to me. So, you know, you, 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 you know, so there's that weird tension, which you kind of see that you kind of see that fruition into uh, multiverse of madness, where it's like, hey, she's marrying another guy, and you know, you can't, you know, you can't mess with the multiverse to try to redo everything to kind of get her back. Like you, you had your chance and you blew it because you're an arrogant prick. So, well, I think it's like it's we keep kind of referencing the dark Knight here, but like, do you remember in the dark Knight when, uh, Rachel, you know, goes to Bruce and he's like, you know, we, we can never be together. And this is why we can never be together because, you know, different reasons, obviously, but like kind of the same story where she knows, she knows who he is and his identity and stuff. And so, you know, Rachel or Dr. Christine Palmer knows Steven's history and knows what kind of a person he is and that, all he cares about is getting rich and his work, and he's a he's a great world renowned surgeon. However, it, if you can't love somebody back, then you know what I mean. You can't be with that person. Like you just can't. That's not how relationships work. And so, it's kind of heartbreaking at the same time because you know some people just work themselves to death and they don't make time for their spouses. So, um, I think it was just a great reminder that you know if somebody loves you and you, you need to love them back. And if you do love them back, you should, you should reciprocate that love. So, um, uh, that was your favorite character. Jordan, do you have a favorite character? I do. Um, I love Wong. Wong is, Wong is my favorite. And I probably just stole yours, didn't I? No. <laughs> okay. Here, here's, you have, here's you have I, a history of stealing things from me in this podcast. I know. I know. So, my, fa my favorite character is Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like five for five on that now. Okay, so back to Wong. I think Wong was, everything I've seen comic book wise, Wong has always been the, let me serve my master of the arts. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me kiss this butt. Let me kiss this butt. And it's just never felt like Wong really had depth. And we get to this one and to have Benedict Wong come in and play this character very, very well. And in a very different perspective too, of just the, 
I have more knowledge than Stephen Strange. I am the master of the library. I make sure that everybody has their stuff. I've got, uh, I'm running all these different things. And like, as his character develops and grows, in which we hadn't known when we first saw this movie, like Wong has kind of cemented himself as a, a very unique character. And I would love to see them do a Strange Academy um, TV show and and raise up some new sorcerers and, and witches or, or, or whatnot, however they want to do it, which I guess they're not witches because Scarlet Witch, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so I think the way that they would do that is just like bring Wong in and have him kind of help teach a lot of that. But I love the way that Wong just played off things and when, when he's listening to uh, all the single ladies, like, He's like got his headphones in and and he's just jamming out and then he's they're playing pranks on him and he's doing just so so well with the character that he was given and I just I absolutely love Wong. Micah, what about you? Well, I was gonna say Wong, but I feel like Doctor Strange also would be too easy of an answer, so I'll probably go Wong with Wong answer, buddy. I think I'm gonna go with the ancient one. The ancient one. Ooh. Because wow. I loved I love just how she teaches him. You know, she and like even when we see her, you know, come back in Avengers Endgame to and she's talking to Banner, like this whole idea of like you just have to be patient and you have to convince me, you have to earn it, you have to be committed to what we're doing, committed to our mission, committed to our goal to, um, you know, accomplish what we're doing here. And if you're not going to take it seriously, I'm not going to teach you. And so she was very passionate and uh, she taught with a conviction that I just, I just appreciated. You know, as almost like an A-type person, right? She just really um, dug her heels in to that character. And it just, everything that she's in, it's just awesome. So, um, yeah, I just love her relationship and the dynamic between her and Steven throughout the movie. Do you feel like the way that they did this whole hypocrite kind of thing with her, do you feel like that diminishes her character in any way shape or form or do you think that kind of helps build her story when when you find out that she's been pulling power from the dark dimension but like she's after people who are trying to free Dormammu and all this like how how did you feel when they revealed that I think it I think it kind of I mean it's it's a it's a device yes because here she's doing it and she's kind of seen as this respectable person but yet here's this kind of dark side where she actually is starting to pull stuff from the dark dimension now strange does something that's a bit shady and yet he doesn't get the respect he kind of gets blasted by uh mordo about it where you know the ancient one and i think you know what were the motives you know in in some ways you can kind of see strange doing it because he believes that's the right thing to do at that right time or, well, hey, if here's this respected, likable person in this mystic arts that everyone looks up to can do this, then I can do it because that kind of works within the nature of his ego and of his narcissistic characteristics. Mm. Micah, any thoughts? You know, I... it's almost like a do as I say, not what I do kind of thing. <laughs> and I feel like that she had earned that credibility up until that point. And Stephen was so early on into his journey as, as somebody who's studying the master of the mystic arts to be a master of the mystic arts. Um, 
I kind of look at it as like kind of opening the the door to see what we see in Multiverse of Madness with him. You know, like okay. he didn't he didn't do it in the first he he didn't do that in the first right in the first movie. Correct, what? like what she like like what the ancient one was doing as far as being like you're saying hypocritical. Um, she he didn't pull anything like that in the first movie, but Not like in the this, first one. So like in, so when we get to Multiverse of Madness, it kind of opens or segues into what we see him do. Um, or at least his variants and, and then him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I'm okay with it. I don't know. How did you feel? The, okay. This is back to a, a very common trend that you and I keep talking about here on, on nerd talk. I think that the more times I watch it, the more I'm okay with it because I've started to see it as a device. I think the first time I watched it, I, I didn't care for her character um, because I felt like, everything she did kind of defeated the purpose, but then like the story that they've started telling after and when you start to rewatch it a few times and you start picking up on a few things, you're like, Oh no, that makes perfect sense. I understand. Like, like you said, some of it's a do as I say, not as I do, but on the flip side, some of it is also like, I'm going to teach you through this and, and there's ways to, to channel things without giving in. Like, don't give in to the dark side. Don't pull a don't pull an Anakin Skywalker kind of situation. So, is there anything that you guys would change about this movie? Do you think that there was something that was lacking? Do you think that there was a scene that you're like, eh, maybe maybe that shouldn't have been? Um, do you think that there was if and if not, would there be any type of character that you would like to add? if you could have gone back and, and, and changed one thing. I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for me to think of a movie and not say, well, I wish they would did this. I wish they did that. I wish they would have added this. And I think everything about Dr. Strange just kind of works. And okay. I don't know. I think if you added anything or you subtracted anything, it would probably disrupt the, flow of the film okay i don't watch this one very often and it's not because i dislike it i think that i I, multiverse of madness is my jam like i just i love that movie i think it's a and and it's for different reasons right like they really dive into the multiverse story and they um you know you see you see scarlet witch as the antagonist and you see uh you know all these characters that you you've not seen yet you see in the mcu like in reference to patrick stewart as professor x and you know you see um uh professor not professor sorry reed richards dr reed richards and it's like this whole there's a multiverse and like there's different layers to the universe and so like we see that story unfold but for this movie i don't watch it very often the one thing that i would change about it is that sometimes it feels like it drags at points it, it drags at certain points of the movie. Okay. Um, it's just a little bit slow. And I'm like, I don't know if I would just shorten it. I don't know if I would cut certain parts out of it, but like, I think that it just drags at certain points. Um, as far as adding characters, um, we talked a little bit about Asian culture, maybe teasing Shang-Chi, um, maybe getting some of that Asian culture in there. I, I don't know. Um, as far as, characters we don't know yet but as far as characters we do up into that point i don't know who you could add as far as um 
people either making an appearance as a cameo. Like, I don't, I don't think you do, you know, well, I don't think you do Iron Man. I don't think you do like Spider-Man up until this point. Like, um, I don't know. Cause like, cause Jordan, we did an episode not too long ago about Thor Ragnarok. Like strange shows up in Thor Ragnarok and, in Infinity War, they land in the Sanctum Centaurum. And then in Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange is in that. And Peter goes to the Sanctum Centaurum. Like, there's just, there's just, um, I don't know who I would add. Scott, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, if we if we threw Shang-Chi in there, would that have made sense? Because up to this point, the only thing we knew about the Ten Rings and the man, it was the Mandarin, which were a kind of this terrorist group. And you wouldn't have had that backstory. So I guess if you would have threw... Shang-Chi, I guess depending on what variation of Shang-Chi, if it was just like more of a nod, like, oh, hey, there's Shang-Chi, like kind of random thing, or if he did have the Ten Rings or whatnot, how would that have played if people were like, wait, that's Mandarin? Well, that's that's bad. Like, you know, that's Ten Rings? Like, whoa, wait a minute, that's not a great group because that was introduced in Iron Man 1. And, but then that, I felt like Shang-Chi kind of fleshed that whole group out a little bit more than what we saw in the first Iron Man movie, and even Iron Man three, I guess if you count, uh, <laughs> if it counts, the Mandarin. I am happened. the Mandarin. <laughs> Jordan, is there anybody that you would have added, like as far as characters that already existed or or that we hadn't seen up until that point? Um, Captain America's not allowed. No, 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 no. I I think <laughs> for me, what would have made a little bit better to connect it early on is you know when he's driving his car and the the initial crash and he's on the phone i think it would have been really cool if at that point like he hears on like he's listening to the to the news or something like that and hears about oh there's uh the team rogers team iron man going at it fighting like acknowledging civil war i think that would have been a cool point cuz then you could have been like he has the opportunity to do roadie surgery because a lot of people are like, oh, is that, are we talking about Rhodey with the, the surgery that he, he says, a double paraplegic, like, no, I'm not doing that surgery. Um, I think it would have been really cool to see some of that be in there. So that way, or even if you would have seen like, at one point while he's in New York City, you just see in the background just a, like a shot where it looks like Iron Man's flying to Avengers Tower. Or if you would have seen just something in the background. What about, to- what about like a, like a Hawkeye or something? Or like. I was thinking, as you said that, Jordan, like you were talking about the the group that um, Michael Keaton's with in Spider-Man Homecoming. What if they even set oh, that yeah. up and like he was hearing that on the radio about this crew cleaning up the mess from Avengers Tower after uh, the first Avengers movie? Um, what was that group called? They didn't actually have a name. Was it? Or, uh, but it was like Vulture, Shocker, Thinker. There's another shocker in there. Wasn't there a group of folks? Though? Oh, the oh, you're talking about the the Department of Damage Control. Yeah, Damage Control. But like even that, or you know, like you're saying with with Vulture's group, like you could acknowledge that they're cleaning up the the Avengers Tower in the background, like 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 you said on the radio or something. That would have been a cool ad. Yeah, just I like Scott was saying. There's really not anything that stands out that like I want removed. Um. I think it feels a little long at times, but it kind of depends on how I am in that moment. I don't think that it's necessarily the movie. I think it's just like what's going on for me. Cause when it first came out up until I had Ollie or until we had Ollie, uh, I would watch that one. No big deal. It never really bothered me, but my attention spans a little less with 
with a three-year-old running around. So I don't always have the, the time to just sit down and watch that movie. So it's not like my top movie I go to. Um, it's no Winter Soldier. But for me, I think that this movie was just so well told. And yeah, I I think it, the only thing that really would make it any better is if they just had connected it in some way, shape, or form to a bigger universe. What were the two post-credit scenes? Wong, or no, Mordo taking one of the guy's magic powers, right? Is that yeah. correct, Scott? And then I don't remember yes. what the other one mm-hmm. was. Uh, I don't even know if there was a second one. They didn't always do two at the very beginning through like a certain point. I can't remember. But yeah, I, I don't think that anyone in particular, I mean, if I was going to say anybody, um, I think it would have been cool if like Wanda would have shown up at his door. And they would have been like, I hear you, you teach, or, or I hear you know magic. Can you help me with mine? And like, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, when you're talking about the credit scenes, yeah. So just to, real quick, yeah. Um, Mordo meets uh, Pagborn and takes away his healing magic. Uh, the other one is where Thor comes and do- meets Doctor Strange and he kind of fills up the beer. Because even though they show that scene oh, back in Thor Ragnarok, that, but then he go, goes and helps him lo- locate Odin. And that was the other post So they, scene. they used a, a bit of that scene. Okay. Yeah. So I think that that is kind of where I would have sat with it is just introducing someone like Scarlet Witch. Um, I really don't think that in your first outing you bring in someone like Ghost Rider or the Midnight Suns or Blade. I don't think you need that on your first outing. Um, but I think it was really well told. Yeah. Okay. So any other thoughts as we start to wrap this up? Yeah, I would say something to think about maybe another podcast um, episode in the future. And I think Dr. Strange would be a good one because you think about the first Dr. Strange, just the time they took and the via and the, the visual effects look absolutely amazing. Stunning. Yeah, you get to multiverse of madness, and there are some VX things that just don't look great. Okay, like I mean, the third eye that looked awful, and there's been and it's thing. It seems like there's recently with MCU and I don't even know. I haven't even seen. I know someone mentioned something about the effects in the Flash, so I'm not really sure because I haven't seen it yet. But how they don't look good. And one theory that I've heard is because since these superhero movies are making billions of dollars, like almost every film is making at least a billion dollars or more, that VX companies that are being contracted or have these strict deadlines to try to do all this work to meet these like quick deadlines, especially when you say, here's our release chart for the next three years of what's going to come out. So when you only have literally weeks or couple weeks to kind of do all this intricate vf vfx work then maybe that's kind of why we're seeing some of these like moments where like oh that that doesn't look great so i don't know something to ponder about something to think about i'll I'll be on that i'll be on that episode in five years (laughs) five five weeks but five (laughs) weeks i think it's funny you said they're making billions of dollars not if you're dc Oh, 
And we will be getting to that one in the Flash episode. Definitely go check that out. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that this one, they were still able to take their time. They weren't pushing three movies out a year yet. Um, and TV shows and everything else that they're doing. And yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think that the, the visual effects, I will say this to visual effects. If I were to change anything, kind of going to that last question we asked, I think I would add a few of those extra spells that they used in Multiverse of Madness where, like, Strange pulls out hands from another dimension and they're monster hands. Like, I loved that aspect Um, where there's, like, different monsters that he's using to help do his bidding. I mean, he's an anti-hero kind of in this this sense, but, like, I think some of the, the visual effects of like bringing a monster in to use that magic i think that's really really cool and i would have loved to see some of that if not from strange at least from some of the more well experienced um magic welders so that's where i sit so all right well with that scott and micah thank you guys so much for being on this episode thank you for all of you listeners out there and we will catch you next time here on nerd talk